At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on. How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific 6 Eastern. Well, it's Monday here on the show, and we got a lot to get into here today. I have not seen the GCW show, and quite frankly, the man to talk about this show is Mike Sempervivi, who was there live. I got the results for you. I got some notes. Talk about Nick Wayne, but Mike will be talking about GCW, and I don't know when, honestly, because he's still in the car right now. Apparently, the train that he was going to take was 30 minutes late, and so he may or may not be appearing on the show today. But either today or tomorrow, we'll get Mike's thoughts on the GCW show live. So I'll talk a little bit about it, but not a lot of details other than who beat who and some notes, because in fact, as noted, I was not there. But there is a lot of news to talk about, including COVID-19, New Japan's canceled all of their events for the rest of the month as a result of COVID-19 protocols. WWE operating as if there is no COVID-19. They no longer test anything of that note, and they are bringing back uh, NXT TakeOver. I don't know if they're going to call it TakeOver, but there's going to be an NXT show over WrestleMania weekend, and the Hall of Fame ceremony is back. So we'll tell you about that if you're interested in going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, more notes from GCW, Royal Rumble. You guys know the Royal Rumbles this weekend. Do you know it's Saturday? Apparently a lot of people don't know that. It is Saturday. We got the full lineup for the Royal Rumble thus far, plus the participants for both matches at this point. And the irony is they don't got 30 women, but they have more women announced than men at this point. So we can talk about that, the Raw lineup for tonight, the AEW lineup for this coming Wednesday, the Beach Break Show. We could talk about Rampage. We could talk about SmackDown. There's a ton of stuff to get into. So we will kick it off when we get back from the break. Stick around, everybody. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi 
Should be joining us later on today. Hopefully, if not, we'll talk about it tomorrow. The GCW show. Matt Tremont and Nick Gage beat the Briscoes in the main event tag team open challenge for the GCW tag team titles. John Moxley defeated Homicide for the GCW title. Jeff Jarrett beat Effie. Ruby Soho beat Ellie Catch. We had Mance Warner and Matthew Justice with Sabu and Bill Alfonso. Being Atticus Coger, Eddie Only, Gregory Iron, and Bobby Beverly. Matt Cardona beat Joey Janela. Blake Christian defeated Leo Rush. Team Gringo beat Team Bandito. AJ Gray beat PCO, Alex Cologne, G Raver, Tony Deppin, Jimmy Lloyd, and Jordan Oliver in a grab the brass ring ladder match. That was the pay per view opener. And yes, the show was on pay per view. You know what happens when a show's on pay per view? Traditional pay per view? Well, what happens is you've got a pay per view window. And that means everybody needs to hit their time cues. And I don't know what went wrong where, but the main event with Tremont and Gage versus the Briscoes went 5 minutes and 28 seconds. Just boom, 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 and then off the air. And uh, obviously nobody was happy about that, not the least of which would be the Briscoes, who in fact went public with it. But uh, that's what happens when you have a pay-per-view window. The other big story coming out of the show, there were many big stories, but uh, a couple days ago, we were talking about this show, and uh, we were talking about Nick Gage. Or not Nick Gage, Nick Wayne. The other Nick. The other bane of my existence, Nick Wayne. But uh, Nick Wayne was scheduled to be in the pre-show match, which was uh, scheduled to be Nick Wayne, Grim Reefer, Alex Zane, Dante Leon, Shane Mercer, Jack Cartwheel, and Ninja Mac in a kickoff scramble match. And uh, Nick Wayne was not on the show. And somebody had asked me the other day, how is, uh, how is Nick Wayne going to uh, wrestle in New York? He's 16. And I said, well, I don't know, but I mean, he's gonna. Like, they booked him. They, they're going to fly him in. He got new gear. I mean, they must have, a, they must have cleared it. Well, uh, the commission became aware that Nick Wayne was 16. And Nick Wayne was not allowed to work the show. So anyway, he was off the show. And uh, his mom was there. I can only imagine uh, her reaction to all of this. But uh, he took it like a pro. Uh, clearly was not happy. And uh, in the meantime, Joey Janela has now basically stated, you know, what do you want, Nick? Name your match. I will do anything to get this match put together. And uh, Nick's favorite wrestler for I don't even know how long, uh, given that he's 16, uh, maybe most of his life, has been Will Ospreay. And if you watch Nick Wayne, you can't not see that his idol is Will Ospreay. And so Joey Janela is going to do everything in his power to put together Nick Wayne versus Will Ospreay. And uh, if he puts together Nick Wayne and Will Ospreay, and uh, he does everything in his power to make this happen because of what happened here on this show in the Hammerstein, that being Nick Wayne going all the way there and not being allowed to work. 
I would think that at the end of the day, Nick Wayne will look back very fondly on this day if this day ended up being the day that resulted in that particular match being put together for some point here down the road. So that's the story on that. And as noted, uh, Mike Sempervivi is on the road right now. And if he gets back in time, he will be logging in to talk about the rest of this show. show did not get rave reviews. Some of this stuff got rave reviews. I know that uh, the John Moxley homicide match, uh, 11 minutes and 14 seconds for the GCW world title, people were raving about that, uh, raving about other things on the show. show completely sold out. Uh, it was an insane atmosphere. But as far as uh, match quality and uh, timing, and I was told audio issues and that sort of thing, uh, did not get rave reviews. So we'll get Mike's uh, Mike's review uh, when we can about the live show. He probably wouldn't be able to comment on any of the uh, production snafus, but I'm sure we'll get a bunch of text messages about that as well. All right, two years of WrestleMania being affected by COVID-19. This year's event is going to look a little bit closer to normal. WWE announced via the Dallas Morning News that it is returning to putting on a full slate of in-person events during WrestleMania 38 week. That will include this year's Hall of Fame ceremony, NXT Stand and Deliver, episodes of SmackDown and Raw, and a Superstore Access Interactive Fan Experience. All of this taking place in the Dallas area surrounding WrestleMania 38. Dates, locations, ticket information for the events have yet to be announced. So... WWE returning to normal for this year's WrestleMania. Meanwhile, New Japan Pro Wrestling has canceled the remainder of their events for January due to COVID-19 medical protocols. The company announced on their website this morning that due to wrestlers, quote, presenting elevated temperatures or being in close contact with same, end quote. Have we not done testing by now? The story's been going on for a week. The company will cancel the remainder of their tour this month and will resume with live touring on February 6th in Chiba. All ticket holders for these events will be refunded. Dates affected by these cancellations include January 25th, Fukushima, January 29th, Korokan, January 30th, Ibaraki, January 28th, show that was scheduled to take place in Aichi has been postponed to April 18th. Tickets for the January 28th show will be valid for April 18th. Cancellations take place after six NJPW wrestlers missed three consecutive dates during the Golden Series, Toru Yano, Tomoaki Honma, Suzuki, Taichi, Takamichinoku, Satoshi Kojima were among those pulled from the show. New Japan last held an event on January 22nd in Gunma. You know, we're uh, like... Uh, Three years in, basically, to this pandemic. Two years, three years. It's COVID-19. It's 22 right now. And I can remember in the early days when uh, everybody was locking down and, and everything like that. And I don't go on Facebook much anymore. But you guys remember going on Facebook and everybody would be uh, posting those notes. Does anybody know anybody that actually got COVID? Remember those days? Well, here we are, and uh, does anybody know anybody that hasn't got COVID at this point? Seems like everybody has gotten it over the last several weeks. Um, but uh, now New Japan shut down as a result. 
Also coming out of uh, GCW, uh, this is good news. Chris Dickinson will be returning to action by GCW's next spring break event. Dickinson appeared at tonight's The World on GCW pre-show, put over GCW and New York City, edited his promo saying that he would be back for spring break weekend. This is an event usually held by Joey Janelle and GCW during Mania Weekend, which this year will take place the weekend of April 2nd and 3rd. He injured himself November November 14 at the New Japan Battle in the Valley card in San Jose. I was there and uh, went for a frog splash, dislocated and fractured his hip. GCW owner Brett Lauderdale cut a promo prior to the start of tonight's show, describing his background, talking about how tonight was special. Many said there were many, uh, as many said that there were many GCWs before him. Ended the promo saying, "There's nothing like a GCW ever before, and they were on pay-per-view tonight because of the fans." So uh, happy to hear that Chris Dickinson will be back in action soon. I mean. That dude loves pro wrestling. I mean, if you've heard him on the show, not a lot of guys love pro wrestling like Chris Dickinson. Back in a moment, talk of the lineup for the Royal Rumble and more Wrestling Observer Live. Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Alive. No Mike Sempervivi at this point, but we'll see what happens. I told him to drive the speed limit. Don't speed home to do the show. According to Fightful Select, I love these stories. Impact Wrestling Knockouts Tag Team Champions Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay were offered spots in the 2022 Women's Royal Rumble, but turned the offer down. Report cites an Impact Wrestling source that said the company would have approved the deal, but Lee and McKay did not want to go back to WWE at this time. Let's fire everybody and then beg for them to come back for our Women's Royal Rumble. Good for them. Good for them. So we got a men's and women's Royal Rumble. And, like, they ain't got 30 women. But somehow they've got 21 announced. Whereas they got more than enough men. But at this point, they only have 15 announced. 
So the Royal Rumble is Saturday, which uh, caught Vinny off guard. My buddy Mark thought it was Sunday. It's Saturday, everybody. Uh, they're going to do eight Saturday pay-per-views this year. I have no idea why. You know, it's a personal opinion, whatever. If you like Sunday better, Saturday better, I mean, whatever. Everyone's got a different life and a different schedule. But, dude, these Saturday pay-per-views are so inconvenient. Anyway, we got the Royal Rumble match, which is, uh, yeah, but, Brian, they run UFCs on, on Saturday. Yeah, you're right, they do. You know what? UFCs, a pay-per-view, or, like, a bunch of your buddies come over to watch it. How many of you have a bunch of buddies coming over for the Royal Rumble? Maybe you actually do for the Rumble, because, like, the Rumble is a show. Rumble and Mania, I can see, like, buddies actually coming over to watch. But uh, are you buddies coming over for uh, Survivor Series on a Saturday? Anybody? So, anyway, 30-man Royal Rumble. 30-man, uh, actually, be 30-women Royal Rumble. At least they don't call it the Men's Women's Royal Rumble. Like, they called it the... Anyway... Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE title. Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop for the women's title. Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Miz and Maurice. And Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. So, who, oh, by the way, if you've been watching the build for Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins, if you watch SmackDown on, on uh, Friday night, uh, Seth Rollins is uh, the babyface in this feud. He's doing his cackling character with the goofy jackets. And Roman Reigns gets cheered everywhere he goes now, but Roman's going to be the heel and Seth is going to be the babyface. Which, you know, it's kind of ridiculous in some ways, but, I mean, if you watch the SmackDown show on Friday, Seth is a great babyface. And, in fact, it's not like we haven't talked for a year about how much... Remember when he was the Messiah and it absolutely, totally sucked? And then, you know, he became a father, and he was gone for a while, and he made a big return, and everybody was cheering him. It was like the perfect time to turn him babyface, and he just went right back to being the Messiah again. And then later in an interview and said, you know, that would have been a great time to turn babyface. Well, turns out Seth Rollins, as a worker, is much better served being a babyface than a heel. So at least from now until the Royal Rumble, we'll get to watch Seth Rollins as a babyface. And then who knows, I'm sure they'll turn him back at that point because... You know, God forbid we take an over baby face and just let him be an over baby face. But anyway, getting ahead of myself here. Men's Royal Rumble has the following announced. One of these men, any of these men could headline one of the two nights of WrestleMania. Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Austin Theory, Johnny Knoxville, Sheamus, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, Big E, who at this point, who else is going to win? Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, Sami Zayn, Kofi Kingston, and Kevin Owens. Fifteen men still to be announced for the Royal Rumble. The Women's Rumble has 21 entrants announced those include rhea ripley nikki ash dana brooke carmella queen zelina tamina shotzi natty Aaliyah, naomi shana charlotte nikki and brie bella nikki did an interview about a month ago saying her doctor laid down the hammer and said you'll absolutely never wrestle again she's in the royal rumble lita Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, 
Summer Ray, Impact Champion Mickey James, Bianca Belair, and Liv Morgan. So we still need nine women. They're asking fired women to please come back to be in this Royal Rumble. I would expect Raquel Gonzalez to be in the Rumble. Uh, maybe they'll bring up all of uh, Mandy's crew. And as far as the men's and women's Rumble, there will be a big return after the Royal Rumble. Hmm. Who could that be? Who could that be? Tonight, Raw. Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley will be doing a weigh-in for this fight with no weight limits. Maurice will have her birthday celebration. And the Alpha Academy will do the Alpha Academy Academic Challenge with Matt Riddle and Randy Orton. I honestly, as God is my witness, cannot wait for that. It may be an awful, horrible train wreck, but it's an academic challenge with, with Matt Riddle. Like, how can it not be entertaining? Even if, like, even if you have the worst writer in the world, if Matt Riddle is involved with an academic challenge, I think it's going to be good. Mark my words. I've been wrong countless times, but mark my words on this one. So, yes, uh, three things announced for Raw tonight. Not one of them is a professional wrestling match. Also backstage, L.A. Knight and Roderick Strong, according to PW Insider. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens with these guys. Because I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but uh, they've they've called up folks to uh, do you know matches for Raw and SmackDown, dark matches, etc., backstage at events. And uh, sometimes they go from there to the main roster. Sometimes they do those matches. And then they are sent back to NXT, and they're just in NXT again. Dakota Kai would be a fine example of that. And uh, sometimes they go up and they do these dark matches, and it looks like they're going to get called up, but instead they get fired. So we'll see what happens with these guys and uh, others as well. But they are backstage at Raw. We have got Beach Break from Cleveland, Ohio on TBS on Wednesday. This is the AEW show. And uh, many, many things announced. We have got Cody versus Sammy Guevara in a ladder match to determine the undisputed TNT champion. Santana and Ortiz will be facing Chris Jericho. I'm sorry, Santana Ortiz and Chris Jericho. They're having uh, uh, they're having problems, but they will be teaming together to face Daniel Garcia in 2.0. Adam Cole will be facing Orange Cassidy. Red Velvet versus Layla Hirsch. And also appearing on the show in interview segments, we've got Britt Baker and CM Punk. They will also be taping Rampage on Wednesday. So a big edition of AW on TBS. What do you guys think of Rampage and SmackDown this week? I thought that Rampage was a pretty good show. John Moxley, Ethan Page, 10 minutes, good match. They, uh, they went a long time. I, I thought it was going to be quicker, but... If you look at the way that, that AEW books, which is, you know, what's what's logical? Well, what's logical is John Moxley's been gone for three months, and he's come back, and this is his first match. And so I would not say that he struggled in storyline, but it did take him ten minutes to beat Ethan Page. So I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, they do this in Japan all the time. And often, actually, if a guy's been out of action for a long time and comes back, he actually loses that first match because he's rusty in storyline, but they did not go that far with 
John Moxley. Nor would I have beaten John Moxley. Trent Beretta, Nick Jackson, uh, they went 14 minutes. Very, very good match. Obviously, this was supposed to be a uh, tag team match, but uh, Rocky Romero out with COVID, so switched to a singles match. And uh, Trent beat him. So uh, beat him clean in the middle of the ring with his move, which uh, I'm sure when Rocky returns will build to the tag team match, which also should be uh, great. Best wishes to Rocky. Uh, hopefully he's back in action soon. Everybody's main man, Hook, defeated Serpentico, uh, threw him around for a minute 11, and then had a uh, had a deal on the ramp with QT again and uh, suplex QT for the second time. So there's either two things that are going to happen right here. Number one, uh, QT and Hook are just going to wrestle at any time on uh, Dynamite or Rampage. Or you could do the deal where QT sends all of his crew to take out Hook. Hook runs through pretty much all of them. Maybe not all of them, but most of them. And then you do Hook and QT at the pay-per-view. But the pay-per-view is about six weeks away. Uh, maybe even longer, actually. So uh, we'll see which way they end up going there. We had uh, Jade Cargill versus Anna J. And I would not say that this was a, a great match, but uh, if you would have told me Jade Cargill and Anna, Anna J nine minutes on uh, Rampage Live, I would have said bad idea. But they pulled it off. Five minutes was during a commercial break, so I didn't see the entire match from bell to bell. But what I saw was good. They had some good near falls at the end. Jade Cargill beat her with her move and uh, got a big pop. So whatever you want to say about Jade Cargill, I mean, she is over with this crowd, and uh, this was a good showing. And we'll see who ends up next in line for Jade Cargill. And, man, smart Mark Sterling got Brain Buster right on his head on the floor and uh, showed up this weekend, uh, GCW, uh, in a neck brace. So uh, selling it everywhere. Back in a moment with more. Your phone calls. Observer Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. No Mike Sempervivi, haven't heard a thing yet. See what happens. But hey, you want to talk about GCW? Did you watch the show? Give us a call here today. Let me know what you thought about it. 844-913-2727. That is 844-913-2727. 
toll-free for those of you still on a landline. I don't know what the point of having a toll-free match is in 2021, but that is the phone number. If you don't want to, if you don't want to call, I know it's intimidating. Text message four two five seven eight zero seven five six six. That is four two five seven eight zero seven five six six. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com is the email at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. I'll do some feedback here in a second. But uh, I want to make one mention of something on SmackDown. I'll do a full recap of SmackDown with Filthy Tom in about an hour. For our top-tier YouTube subscribers, we're live to Pacific 5 Eastern. That is 2 Pacific 5 Eastern on our YouTube channel. If you'd like to uh, watch live, we'll be talking about uh, New Japan Strong and SmackDown. And it's funny because I watched SmackDown, and it was when it was over, actually one minute before it ended, I was like, I really like this show. And uh, then the finish of the main event was just absolutely appalling and insulting. And then when I started reviewing with Dave, I didn't like this show. But I felt like I did like the show, so it's kind of weird. So anyway, I will review it in full on uh, on the Tom show. But uh, I want to talk about the main event very quickly. So what they did was they set up seven uh, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens against the Usos in a tag team match. What you say? Kevin Owens on Smack? Yes. Because... Uh, even though they advertise every year, falsely I might add, that uh, Survivor Series is the one time per year that Raw and SmackDown wrestlers square off against each other, well, uh, now it's Royal Rumble season, and so everyone can be on every show. So Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens show up, and they set up the match for the main event with a stipulation. If Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens win, the Usos are banned from ringside for the Roman Reigns-Seth Rollins match. If the Usos win, Seth Rollins doesn't get a shot at Roman Reigns at all the Royal Rumble. There's no Roman Reigns match, and he doesn't do anything until WrestleMania. That's the, uh, that's the stipulation. So this match went 15 minutes, and dude, it was great. This match was great. And like I said earlier in the show, Seth Rollins is such a great babyface. And he's flying around and doing this awesome hot tag. And these fans are going nuts for his hot tag there at the end. It's going along so great. And uh, finally, Seth Rollins hits the curb stomp on one of the Usos. And he goes to make the cover. And Roman Reigns runs in for the disqualification. And I was so mad. Maybe I'm the only one. But, dude, you guys realize that all Seth Rollins had to do was win, and he would have, theoretically, the advantage at Royal Rumble against the champion that nobody has been able to defeat for however many years it's been or whatever. So instead of just letting Seth Rollins pin the Uso, Roman Reigns ran in for the disqualification. So Seth won anyway. They literally did a DQ. I don't even know why they did a DQ. Because they didn't want to beat the Usos? It doesn't make any difference. And Seth Rollins is the man who's going to challenge Roman Reigns for the title. You can't even give that guy a win over one of the Usos. 
you had to do a DQ after a great 15-minute match when the DQ just got Seth Rollins having the Usos banned from ringside anyway. I was so mad. I, I just... Whatever. So, let's go to the phones. Fayetteville, you're on the air. What's going on? Hey, Brian. It's John from Arkansas. How's it going? Hey, John. We haven't heard you in a while. Yeah, I'm I'm back. I, I listen daily. I just haven't been able to make it in on calls. But uh, I have to say, I'm with you on your frustration in WWE. And I've got to say, good on Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay for not going back. And if they went back, I would make it worth my while big time. I tell WWE, how bad do you need me? And this is going to cost you because I'm doing you a favor by coming in here. WWE's booking, it throws you out of a lot of things in your enjoyment as a fan. And I honestly don't know why anybody has the patience to stick with them because they just chuck all logic out the door. I mean, there would have been nothing wrong with giving Seth a win. And on the GCW show, I purchased it last night. Yeah, there were some bumps here and there, and there were some things that I wasn't pleased with. But overall, I would give GCW another chance based on what I saw last night. Well, I want to thank you very much for the call, John. Thanks for listening every day. And uh, I do want to say one thing about uh, – he goes, how do people watch this, this, uh, this SmackDown show? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what I think here because uh, I, I just experienced this. And quite frankly, like – the DQ, I was just furious. At the moment, I was furious, okay? But there's there have been uh there have been many times where I have sat there and I've watched SmackDown, and when the show is over, I was like, that's a good show. And then I go and I review it with Tom, and then you start analyzing every segment. And by the time you're done analyzing your the show, you're like, this was the dumbest show. <laughs> like, none of this made sense and why so what I my, my here's my point. I believe that there are uh, two million fans, and I know this, at least two million. There's two million fans that watch SmackDown, and actually many, many more because that's the average over two hours. So probably four million, four million people watch SmackDown every Friday night, and their job is not to talk about it on the radio. Or they don't have a podcast or a blog or anything like that. So they just watch it. And I would say that if 4 million people are watching SmackDown, uh, exactly 4 million of those 4 million also have their phone next to them at the time. So they're on their phone. They're texting. They're Googling this or that. Looking at porn. I don't know. But anyway, the point is... They're watching SmackDown kind of in the background, and they just watch it, and they like this, and they like that, and they think that's funny, and they like seeing this person on the show. And the show's over, and they're just, they move on to whatever's next, and they don't really think about it. I think there's a lot of people that watch WWE, and they don't think about it. They just watch it. And if you just watch it, you know, aside from, you know, blatant chicanery like the DQ in the main event of the show, I think you're just watching it, it's over, and ah, it's fun, I'll watch it again next week. Raw, I think, is a little bit different because it's so damn long. I think that there's a lot of people that watch Raw, and they don't pay attention to it, and they give it an hour, or they give it an hour and a half or whatever, and then they get bored and they watch something else. And same thing with NXT 2.0. I think a lot of old people 
they don't think about it. They blindly watch it. They're doing something else at the time, probably going on Mandy Rose's Instagram. And then, you know, when it's over, they're like, oh, I'll watch it again next week. That's how I believe most people watch WWE. And I feel that if you watch it like that, you probably are just fine with every one of the shows. But if it's your job, which it's not for most people, to watch it and, like, try and figure out what's going on and what happened last week, and it's infuriating, absolutely infuriating. So that, my friend, is when you ask, why do people watch this? I'm telling you why. It's because of how they watch it. That, I think, is the, uh, that I think is the big difference there. All right, let's go to uh, Canada. Vancouver is on the air. What's going on? Hey there, Brian. Uh, my name is Steven, long-time fan. Um, I just want to say thanks for taking my call, first of all. And uh, so, I want to, first of all, PCW, amazing show. Um, but I just want to take it back to Wednesday on AEW where uh, Cody Rhodes is, you know, bring his, his amazing promo. He talked about you know, secondary titles and world titles and, and all that. And I feel as though professional wrestling kind of has like a bit of a problem with showcasing their champions in general. Cause I think like you look at MMA, you look at sports, you see how, um, you know, becoming a champion in MMA and sports and all that, like how it uplifts their lives, it changed their lives. And we don't really get to see much of that in professional wrestling. So I know for the most part it's scripted and, you know, titles are kind of like props in a way, but I'd be kind of nice if we kind of got to see the side of the champion of, you know, them winning the champion and how much it kind of changes their lives. Um, just want to get your comments on that. Well, I want to thank you very much for the call. I mean, you know, the idea in AEW at least, oh, look who's here. It's Mike Sempervivi. Hi. Oh, my goodness. I made it. That guy had a good question, and then I had something I want to say, but uh, we probably should get a four-minute GCW report in here very quickly. So, uh, caller, I apologize. I will, I will get to you. Uh, I'll get to that question down the road. But Mike, four minutes. Yes. Tell us. What would you, well? What would you like to know about this show? Because I've heard mixed reviews. I can say, being there, the crowd sounded a lot better than what apparently it sounded like on the broadcast. Apparently, they had. Audio mixing issues, which I don't know if that was a fight TV thing. I'm not sure exactly what it was. I was also told that it looked great. So as far as the pictures went, as far as the camera work went, that went fantastic. Um, look, I'm obviously a GCW fan. You know, people I, that work there that I'm very friendly with, I'd like to see them succeed. And I thought it was a very good night. But there's a trade-off with having the Hammerstein Ballroom, and that is, do you get the full GCW experience? Uh, and I know they wanted to, I know they wanted to honor ECW, and I think if you're a GCW fan, you knew they were going to do that. I'm hearing from a lot of people that it was too much of an ECW type of tribute show. Again, uh, the problem with the Hammerstein is you don't get some of the blood, some of the things, the light tubes, the things that make GCW different. And that's the trade-off with, with Hammerstein. Obviously, Nick Wayne's issue, I heard you talk about it on the way in. Uh, the issue that he had there, uh, that was unfortunate. But, you know, there's going to be a silver lining in everything. And his silver lining is actually a platinum one, because at some point he's going to get Will Ospreay, probably going to be at spring break, and that's going to be fantastic. Uh, you know, again, I, 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 was, I was satisfied with the show. A lot of people wanted FDR. 
Uh, but Matt Tremont and, and Nick Gage, I thought, was a, a really cool thing. Unfortunately, again, one of the trade-offs you have of, of appearing on traditional pay-per-view, they were pressed for time, and then they had what looked like a screwy finish going off the air uh, that the Briscoes had to sell, and it was, you know, that was disappointing. And one of the reasons I think that did go so long was obviously the six-man lucha match was was fantastic. It was phenomenal, amazing car crash for what it was. That went long, and then Janela and Cardona went way too long. And the whole Cardona verse was in there. You had Hornswoggle, you had Marco coming back, you had this, you had that, Brian Myers. It just went too long. It was 20 minutes as far as match time goes. I'm not sure with everything else, but that unfortunately seemed to take away from the other matches. Homicide. I, I thought didn't get in as much offense as maybe he could have against Moxley and made it more of a competition and a fight because even in Homicide's hometown, unfortunately, you know, I don't think anybody believed that he could win that match. Um, you know, the end, five minutes for the main event. Again, how that thing got cut off. There were, I think, you know, there were things to be learned about this show for them, and I think there are going to be some people that have heard, have heard all this buzz about GCW checked it out for the first time and went no no i don't like this but i think there's also some other people that maybe caught it saw it so wild you saw some great things you saw the second gear crew you saw all these cool things happen so again there were pros and cons to it and we can sure we can get into it a lot more tomorrow and anybody else's questions back in a moment observer live Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. We'll talk more about GCW with Mike tomorrow since he showed up here at the very last second thanks to that uh, damn train or whatever. The cello, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, since uh, Sean Ross Sapp has gone public with this and mentioned it, I'm sure it'll be everywhere soon. Yes, I was told that Ronda Rousey will be in the Royal Rumble. So I suppose anything can happen, but uh, that was the word. I heard that a while ago. So now they have 22. <laughs> I want to mention very quickly, since that guy called in and I had to cut off his, his question about championships. Listen, if you care about championships being important in wrestling, then whether whether they, you know, you think they do it or not, AW is trying. Okay. The idea is we've got a world championship that is very rarely going to change hands and only go to the very top guys. And we've got a TNT title that is going to change hands more frequently, but they do want that to be on the level of the AEW title. It's going to be hard to be, but that's the idea behind that title. And New Japan did the same thing with the IWGP heavyweight and the Intercontinental title. And Dave was talking about it the other a couple days ago, and he mentioned that, you know, they even headlined with that title. Bro, they didn't just headline with the secondary title. They once had a Tokyo Dome where they had the fans vote which match should be the main event of the Tokyo Dome, the IWGP World Heavyweight title or the Intercontinental title, and the fans voted for the Intercontinental title. So it can be done having a secondary title on par with your world title, and that is what AEW is trying to do, so... Hopefully they do it. Mike, thanks for the five minutes today. I appreciate it. Hope you had a fun time. We'll talk to him again tomorrow. All of my friends and family listening right now, a lot of family listening. We'll be back at uh, 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern with Filthy Tom. Talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.
You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.